Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Thursday. You know what that means. We've got a special episode for you today. It's myself, Ben, and Jay, joined by a very special guest for a little interview with us today. We have a professional wrestler, Jack Stacked Daddy, and all-around top guy, Shreddy. Shreddy, how's it going, mate? Who's ready for Shreddy? Who is ready for? <laughs> I think oh, we, all, we are both collectively very ready and not ready at all at the same time. Yeah. I like That's some coffee. Like I'm not ready. I like the, I like the false confidence. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Um, let's start with the obvious first question. What made you decide that you wanted to become a pro wrestler? Because I'm an idiot, really. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was at the show not uh, at the weekend and the promoter was saying, oh, all wrestlers are idiots. You've, you've got to be an idiot to do this. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like I disagree. Um, no, why I started wrestling was um, when I was a kid, grew up, like ever since I remember um, being a kid, I always remember wrestling being on in the house. Uh, I have two older brothers who watched wrestling. Like, they were a lot older than me. So, yeah, I remember like the blue mats of the early, um, you know, early WWF, early 90s WWF. Always remember wrestling being on. Um, liked it just as a kid. Um got more and more into it as I got like a little bit older like I remember kind of really getting into wrestling when I was like seven year old eight year old around 97 98 is when I kind of really got into it more and then the um Warzone game came out on PS1 Attitude came up the Smackdown games and it was just like snowballed kind of um you know how much how much I got into it so just being a kid loved wrestling as a like a little kid I used to want to be a wrestler my older sisters would be like oh you're stupid you can't be a wrestler um, so yeah, turns out I am stupid because I am a wrestler. <laughs> awesome. Um, and what inspired you to use the name Shreddy, bro? Um, so I would like to say there's like a really meaningful, deep answer behind that, but it literally came because I'm shredded. I know how to get people shredded. Me, I used to eat a lot of ready break, so I came up with the name Shreddy Breck. Um, thinking that was quite clever. Thought it was a good pun. Um, and genuinely, genuinely that's how I came up with the name Shreddy Wreck and here we are Was there a moment in particular where you were looking at like a box of Ready Wreck and just thought I've got it here this is the one Like, So I used to I, it came about because one of my mates who I used to work with at the same time as well he was watching like a lot of YouTubers asking um, like fitness advice and things like that so he'd ask me something then months later he would say oh, I watched ex-YouTuber and they said, you should do this. And I said, you asked me that months ago, so why didn't you do it when I told you to do it? And I didn't use to watch a lot of YouTube back then, especially not fitness YouTubers. I, I, I knew bodybuilding coaches at my gym I went to, and I kind of thought, like, I know proper bodybuilders, proper coaches, I don't need to go online unless I'm like a random person. So from there, I kind of got a bit heated, and I just developed very quickly into, I think I actually had ready break on my desk at work or something. 
And I was like, right, Treddy Breck, that's going to be my YouTube. Because then I set a YouTube channel up off the back of that. Um, and I was like, I'm going to call myself Shreddy Breck. And then did my YouTube for a couple of years. Um, and then when I became like involved in wrestling, I approached my YouTube channel almost as if like I was cutting promos and my style of cutting, like you, like creating the YouTube videos. And I was taught it was, I like I envisioned or kind of modeled after like I was a wrestler talking to the camera. Um, so when I started wrestling, the Shreddy, um, like the Shreddy, the names kind of carried over into that. So that you didn't know it, but that was the most important ball of ready break of your entire life. Damn right, it was. Damn right. <laughs> so how did you? So, so did you make the transition from sort of fitness into wrestling? How did that? How did that sort of come about? So I first began wrestling, and um, believe it or not, when I was fifteen. Um, before I went to the gym, before I lifted weights, um, went to a wrestling like training session, and it was on like I was in school still. It was a Monday night. Um, I've told this story on podcast before, but uh, it was like a Monday night. So my first session, my dad took me. Second session, I got the bus there. I got the bus back. Got home after midnight. My mum and dad were like, "You're not doing this on a school night," and that was the end of wrestling for me when I was a kid. So I never was able to pick wrestling back up until like I was a teenager, and I was older than a teenager I think I was like maybe 20, 21 when I was in uni um, again found wrestling training in Middlesbrough by this point you know I was independent I could go and do like pretty much do what I wanted even though I still lived there at the time um, so I was going to wrestling um, training then the wrestling training closed down um, and I kind of just thought ah, that's twice I've tried wrestling it's like not for me um, I started training in the gym pretty much as soon as I was leaving school towards the end of the school like lifting weights and things like that so I kind of had kind of a bit of a crossover, really. Like when I finished wrestling training, like when I was 20, 21, I then got into bodybuilding and competing as a bodybuilder. And then when I was 26, I started training with Rampage Brown um, and then stuck with it like until now. So it was a bit of a mix of like, my brothers had, my older brother had a dumbbell set. So I would do weights in the house when I was like a kid. Started going to wrestling training as a teenager, then started at the gym and then pursued bodybuilding. But I always wanted to give wrestling a go. It was just a case of finding like a good school and a good place to train. So I, it's hard to say which one came first, really. Um, but yeah, it's not like I was just, you know, a random gym guy who thought I'm going to give this wrestling thing a go. Yeah, so you, you were always a fan first. That's like, that seems to be the, the important part. Like that's, yeah. yeah. So in terms of your, your sort of in-ring persona character, Obviously, you yeah. mentioned a few influences there from like drawing a bit from fitness. Is there anything in particular like you draw from out inside and outside of wrestling for your character? So, like any wrestlers since borrow bits lockdown, from? Or... It, like since lockdown, um, the gimmick, um, like persona, um, whatever word you want to use, it's been very like Scott Steiner influenced, um, like Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner um, influenced. Um, I've been lucky enough to have a few shit Scott Steiner chants uh, come at me from. TNT and from North, so that's always that always pops me when I get that because like as a heel, like it's you know it's good to be getting that kind of um, reaction. But um, somebody calling me a shit Scott sounds like one of the best compliments um, I can receive, so I always enjoy that. But um, yeah, I think coming back from lockdown, I've kind of like tried to narrow down and you know create a better character and better persona, and definitely Scott Steiner is like the main influence of that. Um, so people used to call, like, say, like, people assumed people call with my favorite wrestler because I used to wrestle like red and yellow trunks. Like, my favorite wrestler is The Rock, always has been The Rock. But, um, in terms of like 
a single character entity persona. Um, you know, Steiner is like definitely the the inspiration for the Jack Stack Daddy um, persona. Awesome. Well, so, okay, go on, Jay. Do you want to take the next one? Uh, yes. So, as the self-proclaimed Jack Stack Daddy, that's a nice transition. Um, what's your gym fitness regi- regime like? Like, how extensive is it? Um, it depends on time of the year, as in if I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show, which I've not done since 2018. Um, it depends if I'm cutting, depends if I'm bulking, but like on average, um, I have changed it recently, reduced the number of days I'm doing in the gym weights just because I found like my recovery wasn't as good. Um, a lot of people think the more you're in the gym, the better. It's, you know, I wish I knew when I was younger, that wasn't the case. So typically now weights is like five times a week, four to five times a week. Um, cardio sessions, maybe twice a week of like cardio in the gym. Um, but then I also have, you know, outside of the gym, um, wrestling training uh, on top of that as well. In the past, like when I got ready for bodybuilding shows, that may be like six days solid of weights, like Monday to Saturday, weight training, Sunday is a day off with cardio on, on top of that as well. But yeah, at the minute, it's kind of like averaging four to five um, days weight training, um, bits of cardio in there, um, and then uh, the, like the wrestling training on, on top as well. Awesome. Um, and how did you manage to like keep yourself motivated throughout the pandemic? Obviously, with like gyms, did you, did you have like a home setup as well? Or yeah, well, I actually bought a set, like a, a basically like the, the garage was just an empty space that I've got in the house. So I bought gym equipment, um, like safety rack. Uh, I had a friend. I got like a kilogram of weight with the like package that I bought. But then I had a friend who knew a gym owner, so I got some you know, more plates and things like that. So it was fairly easy to continue training. Obviously, the, the training style and regime had to change from, you know, having access to a gym with loads of equipment and machinery to then going to just, you know, like a power rack with a bench and barbell and limited dumbbells and no machines. So I did have to change things up. But, you know, I was just able to change it up and kind of, you know, just tailor the workout around that and then sit to that workout. So in terms of, like work like motivated for the gym like i don't struggle with motivation because i enjoy it some people go to the gym because they feel like oh, i've got to go to the gym like for me i enjoy going to the gym like i like the thought of me missing workouts it's like nah, it's not gonna happen like i just i enjoy it um so for me it's like the motivation with the gym isn't like a hard a hard thing at all really um because i was in the gym you know from like being a teenager it's just part of my lifestyle that was something I enjoy doing so yeah there wasn't really a problem with motivation wrestling on the other hand though was um you know it was hard because there was no sign of wrestling coming back um watching wrestling on tv like in the Thunderdome with WWE and no fans at AEW and indie shows that were running in America no fans like let's be honest without a crowd wrestling was nowhere near as good like the big companies did a good job to keep things going but watching it is just nowhere near as good without the audience there over here in the UK, there was no wrestling. There was no sign of wrestling coming back. So it was kind of like, and I speak to like loads of people I know in wrestling, like a lot of people kind of thought the same as me. It's like, is it worth returning to? Is it worth like wrestling again after the pandemic? Is it worth wrestling when shows come back? Because when you're on that grind of training and, you know, spending your weekends traveling to shows and wrestling and then getting home late and doing it the next day and just your body is like kind of beat up all the time and you're tired having that forcefully removed from you just kind of shouldn't having all the free time back kind of made you think like actually there's a bit more to life than 
you know, traveling four or five hours to head to like a little venue and wrestle for 15 minutes and then travel four or five hours back. So it was hard to kind of even picture wrestling coming back because of how long the lockdown went on for. But then I got some dates back for the TNT was my fair show back actually. Um, it was the Rumble. And once like that fair show was announced back and then the restrictions lifted a little bit and I was back training, it was like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I was still a woman in Ireland a little bit, but that fair show back me in front of the crowd was like, yeah, I want to continue doing this. So just a quick follow-up on that. So obviously you said they're like locked down there was no wrestling at all in the UK and it was and it's 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 hard because like if it always feels like wrestling exists and that's like a really fragile sort of balance and like if you took it away it might not quite come back the same. But how has it felt since it's been back properly, like since like shows are back, crowds are back? Um and I know you said you sort of tweaked your character a bit during lockdown as well. It feels like a like a big reset button's been pushed, especially in British wrestling. Uh how is it how's yeah, it felt for you? I think that's a good way to describe it. It's almost like there's been a reset. So you there's a lot of people prior to the lockdown I'd never heard of who are now I'm seeing on shows frequently and that's with the shift of like you know some people leaving wrestling some people being signed by NXT UK there's new opportunities there opening up so there's a lot of like new like I think there was people who probably were wrestling prior to the lockdown but I just didn't know them because they weren't on the shows that I was on or there were maybe you know trainees on just trainee shows and now there's openings for you know, to maybe on bigger shows. So it's good to see, you know, more people are like a fresh group of guys coming up. Um, the difference is now, I think I'm like, well, I'm busier now than I was before. And I think that's just, again, going back to guys who aren't on the indie scene anymore. There's opportunities there. And I've been quite fortunate to get some of the bookings that I've had and, you know, be as busy as, as I've been. I'd always like to be busy. Ed. There's always other shows that I want to work for and there's always other shows that, you know, where I, where I want to get on. Like ICW is doing great things. Rev Pro, I've always, you know, wanted to wrestle for them. Progress has just came back with live crowds and, you know, they're smashing it. Uh, the TNT Extreme shows, I've not wrestled them there. I just do the ignition. So there is, you know, shows that are out there that are, I'm aspiring to, you know, want to get on and want to be on. But the shows I've got, like TNT North, um, some of the local ones in in the northeast, um, have been you know really good. And I think the character reset in the focus has kind of helped shape my character and made it a little bit easier for people to book me because they know like right, Shreddy is this almost like not stereotype, but this like kind of archetype. Like this is this character we can put him in this slot. Whereas before the lockdown, I think I was just a little bit too trying to be, be like spread myself too thinly and trying to do too much and I wasn't like a defined persona so it was maybe harder for people to book me in a slot whereas now it's like the character's a little bit more um what's the word like the character's a bit more defined so it's easier for bookers I think now to go all right Shreddy's this kind of wrestler this kind of character we can use them in this way so so yeah I think like you say the reset is probably the best way to put it and for me since lockdown it's generally the busiest I've been with wrestling that's awesome. So talking specifically, you, you mentioned uh, TNT a little bit there. Um, obviously, TNT is the promotion that me and Jay watch the most of. It's our home promotion. Uh, what's your journey been like in TNT so far? And a, sort of a follow-up question. Uh, what makes a TNT Ignition show such a special thing to be a part of? So Jay and TNT was 2018, um, made my debut there, did a couple of shows, um, way back then, uh, was able to wrestle Tyson T-Bone, which was, you know, at the time, 
looking back on the match now, like I was very inexperienced, but at the time it was like a really good opportunity for me. Um, it was class working with a guy like T-Bone, um, you know, having him lead a match, plan the match out, getting that feedback off him and being able to work someone so experienced. I'd love to wrestle him again, kind of, you know, four or five years on with, you know, the improvements I've made as a performer. I would love to have another match with T-Bone. Um, and then really things kick started for me again. Like, like I say, with lockdown um, finishing and that reset button, came in um, into the Rumble with this new Jack Sack Daddy persona and um, bookings-wise at TNT, it's been, you know, last year was really good. I was featured very prominently. Um, I was in the mix with Synergy, Simon Miller, uh, Big Guns Joe, Brian Adenson, Um we were getting like really good like featured slots and there was a good story like behind it. It wasn't just random matches. It was like this kind of story that involved all six of us and there was tag stuff with Synergy. There was multi-man stuff. There was things going on with me and um, Big Guns Joe. So it was really good to have like a long program that involved the six of us because we could do the multi-man stuff. I was doing singles. Um, and then this year, um, again, had the rumble to start the air off. Had a really kind of prominent um, spot in the Rumble, really strong showing. Um, was able to wrestle um, Franco Varga at the last show, um, which was good. It's always good, you know, wrestling imports and, you know, wrestling people from other countries, especially Franco is a bigger guy as well. So it's always good for me to be able to wrestle like those bigger heavyweight guys, um, just for that visual of like, you know, how I look and how, you know, how other big guys look. Um, the next TNT show, uh, the next ignition show, I've got uh, HT Drake. So, H.C. Drake has been one of my coaches since I began wrestling um, and I've trained with him currently. So it'll be good to to wrestle him um, as well at the at the next TNT Ignition. So that's kind of been my journey at TNT. Awesome. Uh, and just a, a little follow-up there. Obviously, Ignition um, is TNT's more family-friendly show. They do the extreme one, which you've not worked so much as of yet. Uh, are there any specific changes you have to do to your style and your character to work in a family-friendly environment? Are there any specific challenges there? Or? Not particularly. I mean, I... It's weird because I trained initially with, um, you know, like I said, with Rampage Brown, that connections to NGW and the NGW shows um, were very family friendly and like PG shows. So I suppose being trained in that kind of environment and getting me first looking on those trainee shows, I've always been like kind of around that family crowd. But then me very first match on a show was at Rise, which is an adult show. And then the following week, so my second ever match was at North, which again is an adult show. So I've always been used to working like adult crowds and um, like family-friendly crowds. The Jack Sack Daddy gimmick, like so at a, fam- a family-friendly show, obviously I'll won't be swearing and some of the gestures and things like that you would eliminate. But there's not like a massive difference in the character from a flight of family friendly show to an adult show um you know i come out i'm a jack sack daddy i'm a prick it's easy for people to hate me when i walk out bouncing me pecs so there's not like a massive change needed really yeah i mean it's very like sort of saturday morning cartoon villain yeah levels of like you know big beefcake look at me sort of thing isn't it exactly is... yeah awesome um jay do you want to take the next one uh yeah just trying to find um the question now um so one of the standout programs in tnt last year that that was between yourself and uh, simon miller and you did touch on it briefly then um how was it working with someone who um is relatively like new to in-ring wrestling and has been like adjacent to the business for quite some time 
Yeah, so I mean, Simon, go back to prior to lockdown um, at Defiant. I um, was introduced on the Defiant um, like YouTube channel as Sam Miller's assistant, um, as like a backstage character um, and a wrestler. I told my bicep, um, like after, so I basically did one lot of tapements for Defiant, tore my bicep the following week at a different show. So I kind of sidelined me from being arrested, like a backstage character or an on-screen character with Defiant. So I was able to work with Simon closely kind of in that role um, a couple of years ago. But then last year, TNT is the first time actually um, working in, in a match. We'd done a tag match where we tagged together in a six-man after Defiant. But actually working against him um, last year was the first time I was able to do that. Um, it was good. I mean, for me, like I say, I've been training probably since 2016 on shows since 2017. So I'm not the most experienced guy in the scene, but I've got like quite a few years experience now. Um, Simon's great. Um, he's not been wrestling for like that long of a time. I know he's had a few setbacks with injuries, but what Simon has been able to achieve and, you know, Simon's mindset and dealing with Simon. It's always a pleasure when, you know, he's at the show. It's good to have crack with him. It's always good and fun to be able to work with him. And um, what, what I like about Simon is every time you're planning something, like planning a match, he compares it to like, oh, I just take that time at like 2001, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Or, and he just, it's like a very specific, like you'll plan a spot or a segment in a match. And it's like, he can draw a comparison to like, Late 90s, early 2000, do we do it? He just kind of like, he compares everything to that, which um, I always find entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's always, it's, it's great working Simon and, um, you know, he's turned heel at TNT um, at the last show he was on. So whether or not I'll be wrestling him in, at TNT anytime soon, um, I'm not sure, but I'm sure I'll pass him across again somewhere down the line. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, keeping on the sort of topic of your your recent opponents, uh, you mentioned as well very briefly. Uh, Sky's the limit. Uh, you were, you went one on one with Franco Varga. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that was a big like sort of import guy coming over to the, from the states for a big match. Uh, how did that match come about? And uh, so it literally came about just um, TNT put a graphic out for the match um, and said, "Oh, you're wrestling Franco Varga." So simple question, simple answer, really. <laughs> okay, uh, and yeah. fo- a follow up then. Uh, do you have any other sort of big? big boys on the list that you want to face in the near future? Yeah, there's loads. I mean, like, I was trained by Rampage Brown. I'd love to work him, like, if I could work him, whether it was on an indie show, NXT UK, wherever, like, it'd be good to be good to wrestle um, Rampage Brown. Will Cruz is a good friend of mine. Never worked against him. We were meant to work a tag match last year. Um, he got injured, so he couldn't wrestle. So it'd be good to have, like, a singles um, against Will. Um, Andy Wildman is another, you know, bigger guy, heavyweight guy up in ICW that, um, you know, I'd really like to wrestle. Uh, I was fortunate enough last year to wrestle um, Big Demo, who name value wise is kind of the biggest match I've had. Um, yeah, that was that was superb. <laughs> in terms of size as well, he was one of like one of the biggest guys I've wrestled. So there's a couple of guys kind of on the scene over here just in England alone who were like big guys who I would like to um, wrestle and mix it up with. Um, but there's not many, like, heavyweights in, in Britain. Um, there's not many bigger guys in Britain. Um, so I think when you do get that clash of the heavyweights, it's, like, a little bit more special, it's a little bit more unique, just because it's not something that you that you see all too um, frequently, basically. Awesome. Um, and let's let's talk about your next match that, uh, with Drake then. So... 
Uh, March the 13th, Ignite the Fire, you're facing HD Drake, as we said. Um, we recently saw him doing some very extreme things in the DOA tournament last minute. Um, how are you preparing for the match yourself and what can we expect to see when the two of you face off? So I'm looking forward to wrestling um, Drake. Like I say, I'm familiar with him. Um, we have crossed paths a couple of times uh, in multi-man matches at various promotions. I don't think we've actually we, we've ever wrestled one on one, so this will be like a first um, wrestling. I think it's going to be a good, a good clash of styles because you know Drake is a like I don't want to use the term cruiserweight because he, he's you know he, he's not a light guy, but you know he's very athletic um, in terms of his, his in ring style. I am not um, very. Um, I am not a cruiserweight in any way, shape, or form. So it will be a good clash of styles. Uh, and like I say, I train with Drake often. So um, I'm looking forward to actually being able to, you know, some of the stuff we do at train, I'm looking forward to being able to put out there in front of the crowds. Yeah, cool. It's, it's going to be a real, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader vibe as well. Like you said, he, yeah, he yeah, I like you, that. And now, now you're coming back to kick his ass. So that's going to be it. I like that comparison. <laughs> Yeah. Might, be a, um, might be a bit too short note to get a Darth Vader costume, but maybe maybe something for later, later down the line. Yeah, but you're assuming I don't already have one. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, also, with this uh, mention about the DOA tournament, uh, is that something you'd be interested in doing at some point in the future? So, funny enough, Jay messaged me and said, oh, if we needed you for it, would you um, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, so I'm a, like a deathmatch wrestler, I'm a deathmatch guy. Um, but I have wrestled a couple of hardcore matches um, over my time, which is completely different to deathmatch. And while I'm not a deathmatch wrestler and I have no aspirations to be a deathmatch wrestler, it would be fun to do something at DOA. Um, and like you said, like some of the wrestlers on there, like uh, HC Drake was the kind of pulled in last minute. So I think there's, there could be some. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, would go on, Chris. I think it's probably worth just uh, I starting. Would look for it. Very good. So, first of all, uh, it's five minutes from now, yeah? Sorry, Thank you. Very much. Um, that was weird. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Right, we, we did get all that answer. That, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, then, obviously, sort of following a bit on from that and sort of things that you might want to do in TNT, uh, do you have any goals and things that you'd like to achieve in 2022, both in TNT and sort of in wrestling as a whole? Yeah, so TNT specifically, um, it's just really a have like so the, the last match I had with Frank Gore was a good showcase because it was a bigger guy in import um, so it was good to have that I'm really looking forward to this match with Drake because I think in terms of match quality we'll be able to put something like really good out there and you know show maybe there's a little bit of a different side to, to me that fans are maybe used to seeing um, so I really just want to be able to have like high quality matches at TNA uh, TNA at TNT um, I really just want to have those high quality matches and just keep, you know, doing like, keep going out, keep being a Jack Stack Daddy and just see, you know, what kind of success I can have there um, at TNT. I'd love to get on the extreme shows. So, you know, if something came up at that point, but the ignition shows, are, I absolutely love them. They're, the ignition shows are really good. And I don't know if some like kind of indie wrestling fans maybe look at family shows and write them off. Um, but if like, you are one of those fans that kind of misses family shows because you think they're not going to be as good as the adult shows. I'd really urge you to give, you know, Ignition a chance if it's one night. So let's say you, you only normally go to the Thursday extreme shows and you've never been to Ignition because the matches are good. This, the, Ignition is such a storyline. 
and program driven um show and promotion. So you're not just going and getting like the these random matches, you're going and you're getting good stories, you're going and getting good programs that last like I had something that lasted all of last year and then kind of even bled into the start of this year into the rumble. So you're getting good story, you're getting good characters, you're getting good matches. It's just a really good show. And um, what am I looking forward to achieving in wrestling kind of is the wider, um, you know, the wider scope. My goal since getting wrestling was I want to wear for WWE and I want to wrestle for them. Um, you know, being able to wrestle for NXT UK, WWE, get a tryout, you know, something I've always aspired to, you know, want to get to. Um, I want to wrestle in Japan. I would absolutely love to be able to do that. So that's kind of on my list as well. And then just working some of those other promotions that I mentioned earlier, like your ICW, Rev Pro, Progress, those are all... Um, shows and promotions that I'm really striving towards. So it's just me, you know, continuing to work on the character, continuing to work on the persona, continuing to work on putting on good performances, um, and be able to just get 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 to these places. Fantastic. All right, last of the, of the sort of main questions before we hit you with the the sort of the bonus round. <laughs> just nice, just a simple one. Any advice for anyone who would potentially be looking to get into wrestling? Yeah, so I mean, if you want to do it, my, my advice would be do it. I wish I'd, you know, when I was a teenager and I was a kid and my parents said, you know, you can't do this. I wish I kind of, fair enough, like when I was in school, your parents kind of dictate to a certain level what you can do. I kind of wish once I'd left school, I'd just gone back and did it. So if you want to do it um, and if you're capable of being able to do it and actually make your way there, just regardless of what other people say, like some people might call you stupid or silly or daft or whatever, if you want to do it, like ignore it. If you want to do it and give it a go, my first bit of advice would be like actually go and do it and just give it a go. Second advice, um, people make the misconception, I think with me, because I am like a bodybuilder, gym guy, and I come from that background. They think that I expect all wrestlers to look like a bodybuilder or look like, you know, in shape and abs. I don't think that at all, but what I would advise is go to the gym. Um, you don't have to be, you know, a bodybuilder or look like a bodybuilder to be a wrestler, but wrestling is very physical. Um, and I think, you know, if you're a wrestling fan and you've got no fitness level, I think you'll struggle. So having like a basic level of fitness, um, regardless of what you look like, just having a basic level of fitness uh, and cardio and being durable is very important in wrestling. Um, obviously, if you can get a good body and a good look as well. When I say good body, I don't necessarily mean in shape. Look back at someone like Aveda, who wasn't in shape, but he had a good he had a good look, you know. So, I think it's important to go to the gym not to get in shape, but to get cardio fit, to get fit, and have you know that a look about you. Um, you might have two wrestlers to uh, in ring identical. If one guy has a better look. If one guy is fitter, chances are that there, that guy's going to get booked on shows. Um, and then finding a good school, um, you know, the schools all over the country now. So it's finding a school that um, has, you know, one has good coaches, credible coaches, coaches that have wrestled on shows, um, not just the own shows they promote, but wrestled on other shows around the country as well. So they've got experience and know what they're doing and they can coach. Um, would be my first bit of advice. And then secondly getting yourself out there, if you're already training now, getting yourself out there, traveling to shows, um, making people aware of you, helping out, um, is all kind of like the stand bits of advice I would, I would give to anybody. Awesome. Um, well, just before we uh, wrap things up with you, um, let's do a quick uh, 
quick fire round. So I'm just gonna ask you ask you a quick couple of questions. First thing that comes to your head, let us know. So I think I might know the answer to this one. Uh, dream opponent, dead or alive? The Rock. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> uh, dream tag partner. Um, Scott Steiner. Favorite um, pay per view. Um, mainly seventeen always springs to mind, but also Rumble two thousand and one, Rumble two thousand and two. Um, as well as ECW One Night Stand 2 or the number one nice uh, yeah. favourite favourite what sorry match favourite match probably Rock Austin 17 Rock Hogan 18 Cena RVD One Night Stand um, those are the three that always like kind of immediately jump out to me as like favourites yeah Fair enough, man. Uh, Rock or Stone Cold? Rock. <laughs> Sting or Undertaker? Uh, Undertaker. NWO or DX? When I was a kid, I would say DX because I never watched WCW as a kid. Looking back now, I would probably be more inclined to say NWO. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm similar to that, to be fair. Yeah. When I go back and watch like all the stuff now, like when I was, like I said, when I was a kid... When the invasion happened as a kid, I didn't know a lot of these wrestlers. I've never watched WCW. Um, I was just thinking, we were WWF house. So, um, yeah, when I was a kid, I loved DX. But kind of going back and watching all this stuff now, like NWO obviously went silly and got loads of people and stuff like that. But like original NWO, uh, like NWO Hogan, just, you know, so cool. Um, so I'd probably be inclined as an adult looking back, probably NWO. Fair man. Uh, Edge or Christian? I'm, I'm going to go Christian. I'm going to go Christian. I love Edge, don't get me right? I love Edge, but I remember when Edge and Christian split and Christian was heel on Raw and cutting, like, I just, I think Christian's more entertaining, but I think Edge is like, Edge is one of my favourites as well, but I'd probably say Christian. Yeah, that, that's always been like the most divisive one when we've done these. Yeah. People, like react like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett or Sean? Again, going back to when I was younger, I'd have said Sean, but now I'm a wrestler myself. Going back, I appreciate Brett more. Probably is because Sean was very like athletic and high fly, and I, I don't do a lot of that stuff. Whereas Brett just did, you know, Brett's fundamentals, Brett's basics are so, so good. It's like the hold up, like even today. Um, like Sean and Brett though too like Sean Michaels when I was a teenager was one of my absolute favourites um, but I think maybe he's like because my style would be nothing like Sean Michaels I probably gravitate to watching more Brett stuff so as an ad like you know being older and being a, like a wrestler myself I would go Brett fair man um, and Scott or Rick Steiner Scott. Scott. <laughs> uh, we put favorite. that one in just for you. We don't normally ask that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Lord, I, I say Scott, one of my favourite moves and favourite spots is the Rick Stein power slam. Um, so I'd, I'd give I'd give Rick the edge uh, edge there. Yeah. Yeah. I always love it when he does that uh, bulldog off the top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, favourite entrance music? So I really like, and then we'll just pick one. Like that's probably an uncommon answer. The Nexus theme, 
yeah, I do remember that being a toe tapper. I'll have to go back and listen to that now. Next thing was like really good. Yeah, awesome. And finally, um, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Ah, so it's. I think I was watching. Was it the Brock Lesnar podcast of the day where this was brought up? And they mentioned on that, like, they'd ask somebody else and they were, like, in-ring or just characters and personas. So I was just to take the, like, the whole total package um, of, like, wrestling, personas, characters or whatever. Uh, I'd have to say Rock Austin. I don't know. I'd have to maybe pick the, the big faces of the cut of the era. So, like, it'd be Rock Austin, like, Hogan, Austin, Rock Cena. Yeah. In that sense, like, as kind of what the contributing whole package is to a... I'm not saying they're my four favourite wrestlers, but, like, maybe it, something like that. Yeah, it's it's quite a weird one to ask that, like, because obviously you, you can look at it in that sense, where it's like, that's well... Kind of what it would look like, yeah, that's how it on wrestling as opposed to your personal yeah. favourites. Yeah. But if, just out of curiosity, if you were doing one where it was just, like, your four, like, four most important for you, who would that be? Um... In terms of like who I model myself after or influence or just as a fan who I like the best? Um either or whichever like whichever whichever you'd rather do. Like so me speaking as a fan yeah. in terms of like for that so it'd be rock would be there. Um I would probably say Batista. Um Guerrero. I'd probably say Cena. Yeah, fair man. Yeah. Well, that was the last uh, of the like quick fire questions we had there. Um, so just to just before we uh, like get to promoting uh, the show, have you got where can people find you? And have you got anything else you'd like to promote uh, yourself? Yeah. So socials for me, um, I'm most active probably on Instagram. Um, I don't really use Twitter a great deal. Like, I might go on and post it every now and then, but unless I'm tagging something, like I'm not, you know, I'm not scrolling through Twitter every day and things like that. So Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Um, Shreddy Breck Gym over on there. I don't have a YouTube channel as well, Shreddy Breck. I'm not being as active on that lately, just when I had time to post on it. But yeah, find me on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, and Instagram. Awesome. And um, just for anyone who, um, is, would like to go see Shreddy vs HT Drake. It's on the TNT Ignition show, Ignite the Fire. You can get tickets at wrestlingtravel.com. Uh, Shreddy, thanks so much for your time today. It's been awesome to chat with you. Um, that was great. Uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. Hope we can do it again sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, see you soon, man. Bye. Thanks. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>